You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Back to the mornings. Or Wait, did we, mm-hmm. do an, we did an afternoon last week, we the did. past two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, back to the mornings now. You like it better in the morning or in the afternoon? Uh, I like it more in the morning. morning. Yeah, me too. Cause like, I think because we're accustomed to radio morning shows, maybe. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. Maybe me, Simon, though. <laughs> I really don't like it after lunch whenever it's just like, you just want to relax for a little bit after lunch and not go straight into doing something else. You can relax for a little bit, then come and do the podcast. There's like still 12 hours left in a day after lunch. <laughs> but we did it at three. I know, but we eat at one. So it's a oh, how long do we sit at the table? Until like I know, but that's a choice. That's a choice. Got to prioritize. Anyway, doing good here. Everything, we're still in lockdown till May 31st, at least. At least. Um, yeah. So that's that. For <laughs> that's that for the for Corona news. Uh <laughs> I mean, nothing's really changed. Just more cases every day. It's kind of become just regular news at this point. You know, cases are going up, and I mean, really, they they think that there are thousands of cases in the city. It's just it's run. Up, it's things got out of control really quick because our healthcare system is was unprepared and not able to handle it. Um, after 14 years of foolishness in the presidency, <laughs> then yeah, some things get neglected, and those things that get neglected are not. Uh, synthetic football. Uh, uh, wait, what? Uh, yeah, they're not called. Yeah, uh, soccer fields, I guess you could say. What do you call them? Football. Uh, football. Artificial pitches. Oh, okay, artificial pitches. Mm. Um, in soccer fields, like those millions of those, it feels like were built in the past fourteen years. But nothing was invested in hospitals. Unfortunately, then a pandemic came and it's been an absolute mess. Uh, Thirty of the doctors just here in Trinidad were sick. Which is pretty much, <laughs> you know, and then uh, the head of the the main hospital he quit. Um, they weren't able to handle the different things, and um, they had fifteen ventilators here in the city. Ventilators is that what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had fifteen ventilators um, that they have had for a long time, and they what happened was is they were sitting because people don't you don't use them that much, and then when it came time to need them, they went to get them. Somebody went to get them, and they they. Only two of them worked out of 15. And so that became a crisis issue. And they're like, because what you're supposed to do is they're supposed to be doing these checks on the machines and you register them. But what happened was, is they've, they were neglected or whatever and they, they stopped working and somebody didn't feel like doing paperwork. And so they would just let them sit because, ah, we're never going to need 15. <laughs> and so that messed everything up. And then basically people go to the hospital for one thing and come out testing positive for coronavirus. And so no one's been going, not no one, some people, but not many people have been going to the hospital. Um, we know several people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that, but that have not gone to the hospital. Um, one guy, the guy that, the girl's old school, the the guy that preached and stuff, mm-hmm. um, he he had, a, he was, uh, they already, he had all the symptoms and he was, they thought he was going to die. His family were oh, basically man. saying goodbye and stuff. Yeah. But he just refused to go to the hospital because... It's getting worse, and hmm. they can't treat you, and just a bunch. It's just a, me- it's just a mess. It's an absolute mess, and so it's just run amok here. And so, hmm. yeah, I was, I was thinking that it's not very cheerful subject, really, is it? But, no, uh, I was thinking that yesterday when, when I was out and uh, walked, um, took a wrong turn and ended up going past one of the, like, uh, it's the one which is near 
near the veterinary. So it's not like a, it's not like a main hospital. It's like oh, just yeah, one yeah. Of the small ones. Like a private. Yeah, yeah, just mm-hmm. one past there. And it, even there, it was just like people who just had like beds in the doorway and things like that. Yeah, and I was no, like, good. man, if I get sick, I am not. <laughs> Like if I cut my hand off or get hit by a motorbike. Yeah, <laughs> like Jesus I'm, is, yeah, yeah. faith. I take my chances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, no, it's, it's not a good situation right now. Um, you get p- kind of punished for going to the hospital, you know, I, I don't know. Anyways, and there's the, the care is not, uh, everything's being politicized because we're in election times and mm. whatever. And so it's just a mess. So anyways, that's where we are with our bad news. Now we're on to good news, right? So when I was 13 years old, uh, my parents forced me, forced me to go on um, my first mission trip. And, um, I, dude, I, like, I didn't want to go. Like, this is a long story short. I just didn't want to go. I was not ha- I was mad, actually. Not just not happy. I was mad. And um, I hear my kids in the office breaking stuff. Um, I was mad. <laughs> They're probably trying to hide it, put it back real quick. I was mad. I didn't want to go. Um, and so I went. And I went. And I just had a bad attitude the whole time. I'm 13, by the way. Like, so... You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm going overseas the first time. I didn't care about anything that was happening anywhere outside the United States. Like, I just didn't even, it didn't, outside the United States, it just didn't even exist to me. I, you know, again, I'm 13. I'm just young and dumb and whatever. And here my parents are forcing me to go on this mission trip with other teenagers that I've never, I don't know them. They're from different states. You know, I don't, it's just a disaster. So I went and had a bad attitude. And long story short, I ended up, in enjoy, I ended up enjoying it. And I went back every year for the next seven years or so. And sometimes twice a year, and I don't remember how many trips I've been on, but it was a lot of trips that I went on. And um, so after the first year, I just got hooked, and it was like a, it was just really cool to see a different culture, experience something different, and you know, and feel like, feel important. Really, that was a big part of it for me. Is I, I felt important. I felt like I had a place in like I don't know. It, it's just very weird, which is the wrong thing, right? Like we'll, we'll just get there straight away, <laughs> straight away. Um, <laughs> However, as the years went by, you know, I'm probably like 15, my second or third time going, not third or fourth time going probably. And you couldn't convince me that I was not changing the world single-handedly, even though I was going on a team, single-handedly <laughs> on this tr- these trips, the team didn't really matter. <laughs> I, was a wor- I was a world changer. And by me being a world changer, Anywhere that I set my foot, it was going to prosper. <laughs> the earth was going to shake and people would come. To, and the, the, the country that I set my foot in would never be the same. Now, I use those words on purpose because those are words that people would always pray over me and speak over me and stuff. And it's an awesome prayer and it's an awesome and it's a hopeful thing to say. However, it, this, it made my, my what, is, what do I want to say, um, it made my uh, mentality and my, my perspective a damaging one. And because I, I legit thought that like, and I, I'm maybe exaggerating a little bit when I thought it was just all me, but like, like really with, um, with our team, like really thought that this country is never ever gonna be the same. And, and really not intentionally, but began to see us as like the superhero, like Ghostbusters squad, you know, like who are you gonna call? these 15-year-old dumb teenagers from the United States. Like, you know what I mean? That's what, and that's what it felt like. And so it's never going to be the same. So what we want to talk about today, and, and a part of it is me and um, just being a dumb kid. <laughs> Another part of it is the way that churches and, and like church culture views missions. 
Um, and another part of it is just trying to do something positive, but it also actually ends up not being so positive. We want to talk about um, short, helpful short-term missions. And I'm like, so what does that look like? What is a short-term mission trip that's helpful look like? And what is the process of a short-term, a helpful short-term mission ministry, missions ministry or whatever? And let me, let me just re-say this. I think I just said it, but let me re-say it just to be clear. I, I get it. I get saying uh, world changer. But I, you know what? No, I don't get that. Um, let's stop saying that, seriously. I, but I get, the, I get the mentality of like, what, you know, wanting that and like pushing, promoting that, and like, I'm, you know, we're gonna change the world. You just want you, you're gonna make a difference for the glory of God. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to be very, very careful with that. Of again, and think about who you're saying it to. You know, you're inflating the ego of a 14 year old. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and you know, that's that's not the thought process. But people are trying to encourage when they say that and saying it'll never be the same or whatever. And it's possible. With you know, God, all things are possible. And so, but it's not. That's not the mentality that. I think we should we should take on and that's the mentality me personally I'm not blaming anybody else but myself because no one made me or even you know but me personally that's the mentality that I took a lot of times in the short-term missions until I got a little bit older and I was like wait a minute like (laughs) wait I'm in the way like you know Mm -hmm. and uh um I remember one time I'm going all over the place sorry I remember one time uh when I was a little bit older and this is probably when I started kind of noticing like wait a minute what are we what are we really doing is there was um, it was a, it was a time that everybody was really into healing. And again, there's nothing wrong with healing. Uh, we believe that God heals, but we don't believe that's God's main goal. And I mean, I think everybody should agree on that. It's God's main goal is just to heal sick people. God's uh, main goal is to raise dead people, you know, and, and bring people back to him. So anyways, we, we did a um, we did a little drama thing. We had to do a drama because that's, you know, don't speak the language. It's really not good for anything else, to be honest with you. <laughs> So we did the drama, and like people are looking like out of curiosity. We're we're in. I'm not gonna say where we're at because, anyways, we're in a country, and um, it's a time again. Somebody had, you know, one of the teenagers had quote unquote prophesied before. It, this is gonna get worse before it gets better. All right, <laughs> it, all this stuff about people getting healed and blah blah blah. blah. Okay, whatever, no problem. So we go and. <laughs> And we do the drama, and then after somebody through an interpreter gives an invitation for people who want to uh, receive Jesus or, you know, uh, convert, whatever, whatever word you want to use for, who want to become Christians, right? Um, so people come forward, and I, I, I specifically remember this one lady's face, man, because she was crying. And she was like, it, it was legit conviction. But she was crying, like, to herself. It wasn't like, you know, sometimes yeah. folk cry, like, in attention and wailing all over the place and stuff. Like, she had, like, a little, like, a little handkerchief. And she was, like, kind of off in the corner. And she's, like, kind of wiping her face. And she's standing there waiting because we announced that someone would come to pray for you. And it was her. I remember it was several people, but I remember her specifically because I just remember seeing her state. It was, I, I, if I saw her today, I would still remember her face. Never said a word to the lady, first of all, because I couldn't. Uh, but I didn't even end up, pray, you know, it wasn't even me that prayed with her and stuff because it's a woman and men with men and women with women. You know how that works. Um, but I still remember, if she walked in here right now, I would remember her face. That's how vivid it is to me. And I remember the her and maybe four other people, you know, they came just, they wanted to, they wanted to be Christians, you know. They wanted to follow Jesus. And um, they came forward. And I remember there was a person that was revealed off to the right in a wheelchair. Dude, everybody, like, sprinted over to the wheelchair and like started laying hands on the person and like you know uh whatever and like just praying the person be healed and get don't have an issue with that i don't think praying for sick people is damaging by any means um 
Worst case scenario, worst case scenario is that they don't get out the wheelchair, but you still prayed for them and you're still believing and you're you know agreeing with them. So it's it's all it's it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I just remember like these people are standing at the front, <laughs> like wanting to follow Jesus, and everybody li- like literally goes past them for the wheelchair guy. And I remember seeing the lady, and she's sitting there and she's looking like she's like crying. She has her head down. I can't. I mean, I I can see the image in my head, but I can't explain it well. And she has her head down for a while, and she's waiting. And, and so she looks up, like kind of glances up a couple of times, like seeing, like, <laughs> are these guys going to pray for me? And everybody was over in the corner praying for wheelchair guy or girl. I don't even remember the person in the wheelchair at all. And I, I remember saying, like, man, what are we doing? And I re- realized very quickly, and it was obviously, you know, like God showing me, like, hey, bub, you guys put the put the capes away. You're not <laughs> you're not really doing. But I remember thinking like, hey, what are we doing? You know, like be again, you can be young and mature, but because of our immaturity, but also our our arrogance, dare I say, we were pursuing something that we liked. And it was not about what God wanted at all cuz ultimately what does God want? He, salvation. He wants people to repent and come back to him. And that's what John the Baptist's whole message is repentance and so um but in that moment i was like man what a wait we're not this is this is kind of damaging what we're, you know what i mean what we're doing it's going the not not the opposite again it's, i want to just highlight that there's nothing wrong with praying for sick people however everybody we completely ignored completely ignored the people that wanted to <laughs> to follow jesus for the person that we he could have been a devil worshiper and cared less like didn't you know he could have been cursing us out and his own, you know, not wanted or whatever. And, and we're all like not caring about souls at all. And we're just praying for him. And I was like, man, like, and at that moment, I think I was like 18 or 19 at that point. And so I just started really realizing like, okay, this isn't what this is supposed to be about, you know? And then I thought back and reflected on other mission trips of my, my mentality and my, um, my point of view or whatever, the way that we looked at missions. And I was like, yo, this is, I'm actually not helping. <laughs> like I am not, you know. And from the, from then on, I started looking at other mis- missionaries and that were working there. We we're always working with missionaries and stuff at when we go and um, looking at them and kind of like seeing what they're doing and, and trying to kind of help them and come on their, the backs of what they're doing and stuff. It definitely changed that that one moment completely changed the way I view missions, and it's probably a strong contributor to why to why, how or why I really became a missionary because I wanted to be a missionary before then, but from that moment, like just seeing us doing the wrong thing and not being, just being so aloof, I guess you can say, I can't, exp- I can't express what I really want to say, but being so aloof that we didn't even like, and we're in such a hurry because we're only there for a few days that we're focusing on things that we can feel good about ourselves because we can go back and say, a guy got up out of a wheelchair, his legs were skinny and whatever, he got out of a wheelchair and we'll ride that story until the cows come home. But like people getting saved just wasn't enough for, you know it just showed my lack of maturity and stuff and, and a bunch of other and so it just re- really revealed to me like okay missions is deeper than it's not it doesn't exclude healing a uh, physical healing but it's way deeper than that and it really made me start kind of thinking and viewing missions in a different perspective in terms of short-term long-term whatever and i'm not necessarily comparing the two because they're two totally different things but just seeing how these two things work together and how can mm-hmm. they be helpful so that's my experience uh one of, i have a lot of stories i could share but obviously mm-hmm. this is one podcast i mean i, I literally I, I went on 12 trips or whatever and every trip probably has five stories of me being stupid <laughs> and you know just thinking i know everything and whatever and um but i realized like okay this isn't 
me, again, not criticizing anybody else, the leaders or anything like that, but me, the way that I viewed short-term missions was not helpful hmm. at all. I remember I only been on one missions trip, short-term trip, um, which is opposite of Roman. So I only have one experience to speak from. But mine was uh, probably the opposite. I didn't think that I was going to save anybody and be anyone's hero. I was genuinely, I, I felt honored, first of all, to be in a group of people who have done missions before. And so I kind of went in learning, like what can I learn from these people and about missions? Um, How old were you? I was like 20? 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I was a little bit not too much mature. Uh, but well, I mean, bit. you didn't think you like anyways. But I mean, I know adults who still have yeah, their okay. capes on. Uh, yeah. so, um, Touche. Um, so I went in um, just seeing how just observing because when I didn't know the language to we went to Guatemala, so it's Spanish. <laughs> um, the irony. I understood a little bit, but it wasn't great. Um, and two, I just kind of, uh, I felt like I didn't, I didn't belong there. Like I didn't deserve to be in this place, but it was like just an extreme honor to be there, right? And so I just pit, wanted to serve wherever I could. So if they said, hey, paint this wall, I wanted to paint the wall. I couldn't paint to save my life, but why did they let me paint that wall? <laughs> probably look all like, mess what else is she good for uh, <laughs> <laughs> they probably repaint it after i left like <laughs> okay well yeah well there's a story about that right like mm -hmm. there's a story that circulated missions and they're talking about they're building a wall and every night after the mission team or whatever went home yeah, yeah. they would have to send their workers out to rebuild the wall <laughs> that they built so this would be a good point for a, an effective short-term i was there I'm, what i'm saying what i'm saying that they said what else is she good for i don't mean just you specifically to listen because i was on that trip as well so they're probably looking at all of us like uh <laughs> these guys are useless let's have them paint the wall white we can paint over it when they leave you know yeah but um no to to your point it's true a lot of times because we're so eager to serve we just go mm -hmm. in doing whatever even though we're not good at it and mm -hmm. then it ends up costing the ministry or the church or the neighborhood whoever you went to serve more money to fix the crooked foundation you made for their home or or the bad paint job that you <laughs> gave them or whatever you went to do right yeah. um so what you just yelled like into the whatever uh, oh my bad I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i guess so to that point is an effective short-term mission team would um go in looking to serve and partner with a ministry and seeing what they can do to partner with them and to help them and um but also like there's a line because it has to go along with your your gifts and talents and what your strengths are right so it was great go ahead no i was just gonna say because on the other side of that building project thing like um yeah we didn't we didn't paint but that, i mean we, we painted but we didn't know how to paint mm. we weren't painters at all and it was just, it, I mean, whatever. It may, they may have been happy with it, but, you know, it just wasn't, like, anybody could have done that, you know. And really, we were taking jobs away from local people. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we would have been literally better off sending money to do that because someone would have got paid and fed their family that night. But anyways, but on the other side of that, we've seen the other side of construction projects and stuff. And the DR is these teams would come down, but they were teams that were led by people that do construction or that paint yeah. or carpenters or whatever, and it was really, really, I mean, legit. Cause th so then, so again, here I am back to doing stuff. I don't, I'm not a construction worker. However, I was working with people who are construction workers who I, under, and like, so, I mean, they had a, a system down. And like, we legit built, like, 
they built like a community, right? And so in their community inside of like the next to a community and like they have different ministry buildings and stuff like that and built a lot of stuff, man. Built a lot of stuff. And and built it well. And but yeah, and built it well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, we got to call the guys in. Like actually, not, not, not at all. Like, but guys were coming and doing what they were good at doing. And other people, um, they would do other things that they were good at doing. And like, this is the big deal. Like there's a veterinarian team that, that would come down and they didn't say, all right, veterinarian, what are you a veterinarian? Okay, here's this paintbrush, let's go. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't that, it was like, Okay, well, what are you good at? And what do you have? Not what do you have to offer us? Not in the, not in that negative sense like that, but like what do, what you know? What is your gift? What do you work? What are you good at? Let's do that so that we can you know help people with it. Because so not saying to say all uh, I've said all that to say that not all construction or painting projects are bad. It's just that we didn't. I mean, we weren't good at it. We were yeah. like we, we didn't paint like you know, and we're out there just fooling around, covered in paint, more paint on us than the wall. On this side of it now, understanding wasting people's money, like, you know, because paint isn't cheap. And even if it was cheap, it's still not our money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just not stewarding properly the position and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not saying that every construction project or whatever, if you go to paint something, it's wrong. I'm saying that (laughs) if that's if no one in your group is a legit like knows how to paint, like really not just painted one time, you know, my back door shit, my shed in the backyard or whatever. But like if. It, like if no one in the group know, like then maybe maybe there's another project maybe we should work on you know or if that is a legit need then you say we as a team came up with this amount of money so that you can hire a professional mm-hmm. and we bought the supplies for you like yeah. try to meet that need still but don't go and try to do it yourself and then leave them in a yeah <laughs> terrible position yeah yeah I think I had to I had similar experiences uh, and I did two when I was youngest, when I was like 15, 16, I did one, uh, one when I was 15, one when I was 16, and then I did another one when I was 21, 20, 21. Um, so I had a gap in between, but yeah, the first the first two that I went on, 15, 16, uh, they were like construction-based based ones. <laughs> and I like to look back, like, and I have fond memories of it. I learned so much, like, and I, I still attribute the reason why I'm here today is because of Absolutely. those short-term missions. Absolutely. And the things I learned and the passion that I got and just the exposure. Um, that was shown to me in, in, in other in other works but um so i look back and i like to think okay it, it, the minimum that we did was at least bring a smile to some people's mm-hmm, faces and mm-hmm. took part in things you know we did other things alongside construction so we went to visit mm-hmm. like um an old people's home and kids camps and yeah, know, yeah. The standard things but I, I also look back and remember like 15 year old simon plastering a wall yeah, yeah. <laughs> just thinking hang on <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't plaster a wall now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's no way that 15 year old Simon yeah. knew what he was doing there. But I, you know, I remember, and I still have like this, the, the one image. I think I must, I must have been like, I stood, they put like a table by the wall, and I must have been stood on it. <laughs> I must have been doing the same spot <laughs> for like half an hour, just going up and down, up and down. And I remember when I was finished, you know, one of the builders, like, because they were built like, um, local builders were working with us at the same yeah. time you know and he was smiling at me and he gave me the thumbs up yeah. so i felt really like, good yeah. at myself i was like yeah man i just start poking out <laughs> but uh, you like, know I, I have no idea you probably read it at the moment yeah. i left just like, well, <laughs> smooth all that out <laughs> <laughs> so throw the belt sander <laughs> grinded it all off but you said something and i'm gonna even finish but you said something important you said that you learned a lot and it contributed to you mm. and I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna hijack the whole thing but i think I think that's an important point because I think if we go in understanding that, and it, not, it feels selfish, right? But mm. going in understanding that, hey, we're really going to get ministered to and we're really going to yeah. grow. 
then then automatically it becomes a lot more productive yeah. you know so anyway sorry yeah uh, no i completely agree i think like we were i mean the, the teams that i went with the, the the first two times we were young teams mm-hmm. um it's like myself my sister a couple of our friends and then a couple of like older people who were our guardians yeah. at the time looking look responsible for us yeah. on the trip and whatnot um yeah and i think we i don't know i don't know if we had that i don't remember ever having like that hero mentality mm-hmm. going in but you know, i don't i can't even remember what my mentality was <laughs> going selective into it. memory yeah so that, yeah <laughs> drop that part <laughs> but uh yeah then and but the, the later one that i did when i was like 20 21 that was with um a group from uni and whatnot and we went again we went to the the same part um different country but same uh, eastern europe still um i thought you were gonna say you went to the same place like hey remember you missed this wall up (laughs) it flooded because of you (laughs) (laughs) i can't save it but uh no we went to a different place but we were helping with a uh, kids camp Uh, Mm -hmm. so it was a charity that runs kids camps for orphans in ukraine every summer um and we went to it but we weren't responsible for anything of it. We just went there. Um, they met with us in one room for day one and was like, okay, what's everyone's skill set? What everyone's, what's everyone good at? Um, and they just allocated and they just put people. So like, what age group do you prefer working with? What age group do you prefer? Do you like dramas? Do you like cooking? Do you like this? Do you like that? And they just sent people, you know, where they were. But we weren't in charge of anything. Um, so all we were was the extra pair of hands, which mm-hmm. is what the camp mm-hmm. needed to yeah, run. Absolutely. Um, you know, and they're, they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, you you know they were, they were nice and they, they were like yeah you guys have value being here and things like that and, yeah. and we do want you here um but i think that was the most successful trip or the short-term trip that i went on because of that reason you know we weren't in charge of anything like if we weren't there the camp still would have gone ahead mm-hmm. it still right, right, right. it still would have done everything that it needed to do but we were able to provide an extra pair of hands yeah. help out where needed um and i think you know that, that for me that was the best the best trip that i've been on yeah. I think going on uh, and doing that and, and being a helper um, also empowers the, the people, the natives. They don't look at um, foreigners as a, as a, oh, if it weren't for them, we wouldn't have been able to kind of mm. mentality. You a know? supremacist. Yeah. And, and, and you, um, you would think that naturally you don't want to look at another country and think they're better than you but it happens when you are in, in a poverty in, uh, impoverished or oppressed um uh mentality or, or culture you you look at other cultures that seem to be more powerful and you look at them as your heroes right and so a lot of times even even in long-term missions people will only go to the missionary for a word from god or they'll only go to you if they have a problem and need mm-hmm. prayer when their neighbor who's bolivian is a strong believer in christ and who can also do the same thing mm. but it's because i think missions has created this this idea that an outsider has uh, you know has the authority on yeah. on god who god yeah. is yeah. yeah i saw that um similar situation to that uh, was in one church and they were they're having a someone did, someone read a bible passage and then they, they kind of like it was it was like a weekly service it was it was open it was like an open floor people could give their opinions and things like that um and a debate started out between two people on um like either side of the room and they were going back and forth like oh, I believe this. And the other person would go, no, I believe this. You know, and it was a really good debate for like 10, 15 minutes. I mean, at the end of it, they, they just went, right, we better get the right answer. And they turned to the missionary in the room and they were like, can you give us the right answer now? And it was like, they had just had a really good, healthy 15 yeah. minute debate. And, you know, and, you know, passionately defending why they believed it, you mm-hmm. know, backing it up with scripture. 
but then when they came to the end of that they still felt the need to ask the missionary for the correct yeah his correct answer yeah and i mean i think short-term long-term missions regardless we're here to empower people you know and 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 li- and this is the hardest thing and this is in this isn't anything this is stateside or you know in country england or united states or whatever is especially specifically in ministry is your job as a ministry leader is to lift people up and lift people up higher than you. Not to make them supreme to you, but to lift them up higher to you, so higher than you, so they can go further than you've ever gone. That's an intimidating thing. We've we've talked a lot about that off off air. Simon's a newer missionary than us, obviously, but our job with Simon here is to make sure that Simon is a better missionary than us. Yeah. Like, and you know what that that's like that's a scary thing to say because you're like, well, what am I going to do if he becomes if someone becomes great and starts starting all this stuff? Then I'm just going to be sitting over here by the wayside. But it's not about you. It's not about you. And I think a lot of times, because I mean, I said all that in the beginning about work because those are practical ideas and stuff, and it's it's very true. And you are much better off, and I'll stand by that. You're much better off doing something that you're actually good at, or mm-hmm. that you've actually, you know, it's much more of a blessing or whatever. However. I, I, it's not about what we do. It's about why we do it. Yeah. And so, yeah, and we can paint walls and serve God because that's what they told us to do or whatever. And that's fine. There's no real issue with that. But if you have a choice to do other things, then it's probably better. Um, however, like missions specifically, well, any missions, but we're talking about short-term missions today, is not about reaching down or reaching up. It's about reaching over. Because think about what it really is. Is you're coming over and you're working with another church. It's, it's, it's your, these are your brothers in Christ. And so... A lot of times, even you get into a supremacy contest of who's supreme, who's better, who's and whatever. And that's not what it's about. And you spend your whole five days, 10 days, whatever, 14 days, basically like trying to prove the American way is better. And they're trying to prove the Bolivian way is better and vice versa. And that's not that's not what it's about. It's about two, it's, it's about reconciliation. It's about the beauty of the body of Christ Two people. Um, what is it? Uh, was it latching arms was what I'm trying to say that doesn't make sense though but two people coming together side by side to pursue the common good or the uh, of of not the common good um to pursue the goal of the gospel the great commission as we want people we want people to see Jesus now if I have to paint this wall is that what you need me to do to paint this wall so that you can help reach more people yes okay let's do it can you can you show me how to paint I don't know how to paint because the the problem is not with painting. The problem is that we think that, and no no one consciously thinks this. Hopefully, but we think we don't even ask for help to show because we know that even though I've only painted one wall in my entire life, the way I paint is better than them. Well, they don't know how to paint because we automatically assume that they're ignorant, and that's wrong. And so, just going in this together as a team and understanding that you're a teammate. Mm-hmm. You're not a coach. No, but nor are you a inferior person. You are a teammate and you're coming together and this is your brother in Christ and you're coming to help your brother in Christ and you're coming to lock arms. That's what I was trying to say. Coming to lock arms with your brother in Christ and okay, how can we uh, promote you and give you a boost and encourage you in your ministry to keep going forward? Mm-hmm. And I know there are some short-term missions to do that. I'm, I'm very aware of that. For, for us, with, with our guys, we haven't done short-term teams here yet, but in Cochabamba, like we, we had meetings before the teams came and we're like, hey guys, we want to be a blessing to these people. Um, we like we treated the the people coming as if we were mission. You know what I mean? Like we wanted to bless them and 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 serve them and honor them, and we wanted them to grow from this experience. And a lot of times for mission trip, you're like, oh, this country's never going to be the same. And we were like, you know, 
maybe it's we wouldn't say it in this extreme terms, but we want to change their lives. We want we want uh, God to be glorified in the way that we treat them. We want them to be ministered to. We want them to not go back the same. And and that's the way that we approach missions. Not me as a an American guy, but us as a team. You know, all the Bolivian guys that worked with us and stuff in Cochabamba. That's the way that we approached all this stuff. It's like okay, we want to serve this team. We want to minister to them, and we want to reach them. And we, obviously, we never told them that because it it just throws a a wrench in, in the whole thought process because like oh I came so but we want because I just like you I would not be a missionary a full time missionary had it not been for short term missions mm-hmm. not at all not at all and so for me I'm like okay how can we make this experience for them better and I'm not talking about giving them cookies and all like I'm not talking about that good sleeping accommodations that's neither here nor there but I'm talking about like make this a good experience open their eyes to what the gospel is really about open their eyes to you know. Um, yeah, the needs here, but to what God is doing here and just show them the beauty of it's like when Jesus heals um, the Roman centurions and he says uh, Jesus was he marveled at the guy's faith. He wasn't marveling that the guy's faith was so strong. He was marveling that the guy had faith because this guy's a Gentile and he's not under Jewish teaching and all this other stuff. So he's marveling at the fact that God is working in these people. Even I haven't even died yet. I haven't done this thing. We haven't been sent to the Gentiles yet, but here God is already working in these other people. So for us, we become very uh, us-centered in whether, whatever country we're from. And when we go to other countries, we should be able to see the glory of God in that culture, in those churches and what they're doing, and be able to marvel at not at them or not at ourselves, but at the goodness of God, that what God is doing in a place that I've never been. And this is so beautiful. What God is doing in these people is awesome and really um, encouraged as well. It's like, man, God can do this and encourage our brothers and sisters, but also come back encouraged. Like, man, I saw what God is doing in them and I, it just uh, rejuvenated about what God can do in our lives as well. You know, I think that... Um so what you were saying is important. That response is much much more likely from a believer um, after a mission trip or during a mission trip um, if the person going on the mission trip is a believer. What we see a lot of times is that um, parents might want to get their child on the right track. And so they're like, let me send them on a mm, mission trip. Yeah. Um, so if you want to have an short, effective short-term mission trip, send believers who are ready to send the gospel of Christ, who are ready to serve and give glory to God in the work that they do um, and not send your um, disobedient child or your child who who doesn't believe in God on a mission trip because it's not going to accomplish what the team is set out to accomplish on the trip. Yeah. Yeah. That, that happens a lot. Actually hmm. you get people that want to get fixed on the mission field and that's just, that's just damaging. I'm just be straight up with, about it. It's just damaging. Yeah. It's not wise. And we're not talking about sending uh, ready kids who are ready to, I mean, that doesn't, there's no really ready, you know, right. I mean, it's really by God's grace that any of us can share the gospel. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about people who are actually Christians. Like, you know, that's you, you literally cannot be a missionary or do missions if you're not a Christian. Yeah. It's like being a doctor and giving medical advice without a license. You know what I mean? Like you never went to school or anything. It's like, oh, but I'm you just put the jacket on. It's the same type of thing. You know, and it can be very damaging. Yeah. Oh, me again. <laughs> no, I, but I don't know. I think that we it's just, it, short term missions is so necessary. It's so necessary, but it's very important that we have the right mentality. Mm-hmm. We go into it with the right mentality and the right attitudes. But and and w- with kids, they're kids. They have no idea. But it's our job to like to you know set their expectations and not expectations. Set their attitudes and mm-hmm. they're just ready to learn. Go. Let's submit to let's submit to local authority for a week. 
I mean, it, it's a week. And that's a practice within and of itself, submitting to someone who, who, who doesn't speak your language yeah. and who is, you know, because we get it here. When you first move here and you don't speak any Spanish, people assume you're dumb already. Because it, it not, it's not a conscious thought. But we do the same thing as, as, you know, Americans. We go and everybody seems dumber because they can't even talk. And no one's thinking through that. But it's weird because you see so you're just like you start down talking and whatever. And it happens, in, I think, it, between every culture. So it's not just an you know, American issue thing. But um, it, like just getting rid of that and coming and submitting ourselves to uh, local, um, not authorities, that's like the police and stuff, but, you know, local leadership and stuff like that. And joining and 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 just really uh, building with them and serving, committing to serve them, and really coming ready to learn. Like, what am I going to learn? What am I going to learn this week? You know, and um, I think if you come with that attitude, you won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. We had a kid that came, and um, he he left this. He left fairly disappointed, and he said it a little bit. He was, I mean, he's a good kid, man. He's not by any means, but his um, thing was he had supposedly had a vision or something before. He came and um, he, it, the, it was like him on stage talking to hundreds and hundreds of people and sharing the gospel with hundreds and hundreds of people. And he like shared this with me and like we're building something. I was like, oh, here, grab this hammer. Like, <laughs> like. Right, and we were building like plant yeah, boxes it doesn't, and painting it doesn't, or something. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah, like, you know, he, he was disappointed because he had this idea that he was going to get up and he visualized it. He had a vision, but it wasn't a vision from God because it didn't it didn't happen and it was never going to happen. Not because I'm never going to let. But like he doesn't speak the language like what. It, and like, honestly, like our city's full of pastors. I don't like we don't need, you know, this 14 year old kid to come and wow and be marvel at his preaching or whatever. It, that's just not that's not the area that for us specifically, maybe somebody else does, but that's not the area we need help in. And so he had this vision, but he had this vision of him being glorified. And we all, we all, we all envision things like that, right? We all envision things, and it ends well, and it's us, and like, man, this. Or when you make a video or something, you envision the video going viral. Like, man, I don't know what happened, you know? Like you do <laughs> all this stuff. And so I'm not criticizing the kid because I think it's something that we all do, and it, it, there's. I think we should expect the best or whatever. But at the same time, can't be disappointed if it doesn't go the way that we wanted it to go, or we're not doing what we wanted to do. Because that was a work trip. That wasn't a trip to, we weren't doing stage work. And to be completely honest with you, even if we were, it would it say that if we're doing it right here, it's going to be one of us on stage talk, doing the talking, and it's not going to be him. I mean, not, again, not because we're better than him, because we speak the language, we live here. The long-term connection, we do, we, we're in charge of the follow-up. We live here with these people, so it's very important that doesn't mean we can't have guest speakers. Not what I'm saying at all, but I'm talking in terms of like just young kids coming and having the expectation already when there's no plans of having any type of you know um, what's it called a uh, crusade type situation or whatever like that. There's no plans of that, but he had a, like a dream or a vision of that, and so he thought. I, I don't know what he thought honestly, because he knew we weren't doing that, but I guess he thought it was going to miraculously happen sometimes, and. It, like, like and he's over there hammering like and he's he's you know he's not he's, he didn't have a bad attitude but he's not happy you know he's not he's upset about it. he's let down and so the trip hadn't even I mean he didn't he didn't have a fair shot to enjoy the trip because of his expectations were something completely opposite of what when man God can teach you something through anything God yeah. will teach you something through anything and I think that's we have to kind of grow in our faith a little bit to understand that God doesn't always want to change our situation miraculously he wants to change us Mm -hmm. and i think if we have if we go into missions with that uh perspective 
it's like, man, maybe everything will go wrong on your short-term mission trip. Or maybe everything will go wrong on your lifetime missions. Like, everything can go wrong in your life. But understand that God is teaching you something through the midst of all this going wrong or whatever. Or whatever your experience is, God, is, God is, wants to teach you something. So you can go and literally be shot at on the mission field. And obviously, you'll come back and never be the same because you've never been shot at. But we're not talking about that. But you should never be the same. Your faith should, should be challenged and you know, it should should bear fruit, your faith, in the midst of all, whatever happens, whether you're on a mission, unless they just lock you up in a room for the whole week, which your faith can still grow because you have plenty of time to fast and pray by yourself. So you should you should not come back the same. You should not come back the same. And I, I, not in a selfish way of go not expecting to be the same, not like this is about me, 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 but just go being open to receive and learning from a different culture and learning from people um, who indigenous leaders and, you know, I mean, that excludes myself. So I'm not like, come listen from the missionary, because that's not what it's about either. But like from Rudy or from Miguel or from Carlos or, you know, so on and so forth. Like come expecting to learn from them. Mm -hmm. And and that breaks more than one thing in your life. You learn, obviously, what they're teaching, but also there's something about um, your American supremacy or white supremacy or black supremacy or Latino supremacy, whatever. There's something in that that breaks as well. And that gives you the heart of Jesus and enables you to truly celebrate the diversity there is in the body of Christ and to be able to really rest in and enjoy the, uh, the, all the cross colors and languages and nations or whatever and see everyone as equal, really, because that's, that's the issue going back to the beginning, right? Is mm-hmm. really don't see everybody as equal. And so, I mean, I think, to wrap my part up, I think I mean, short-term missions is, is again, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's really necessary. And I, there are some people who, who do a really good job with it. Um, but also, uh, there's, yeah, there's definitely some groups that don't do a good job, to be uh, being honest. Um, but in, in, in some circles, it's become about making money, right? Because you pay this fee, like, you know, so if we get 20 kids, I mean, ideally, and I, I get it, so I'm not totally against it, but just the, the heart issue or whatever, we don't do it. But if a, if a group of 20 kids come, every kid has to pay a $200 administration fee. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. you know, what is that? $4,000. So we make $4,000 in the ministry just off of them coming. And that's, I mean, we don't do that just because, well, I don't know. I, I don't feel good about it personally. It's my personal thing or whatever. Um, so, but sometimes it's, it becomes about that. Oh, we're just going to take any kids, get all the kids you can and take it. And that's, so we're wrong on that side of it too, as missionaries and whatever. And um, I don't, th- again, there's different, you can't categorize all short-term missions in one thing, but right. there are a lot of issues in it. And some organizations are about, they, they got to turn profit. I mean, so that is what it is. But then other, you know, there are other organizations that are really helping and being helpful. But I think it's something that needs to be talked about a lot more. Um, obviously, on this side, definitely with, with long-term missionaries, but definitely in churches as well. It's like, hey, why, why are we going on this mission trip? What do, what do we expect? And uh, what do we, you know, oh, God's going to change the people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what is, uh, what is God going to do in you? What are you expecting to, you know, to do in you? Because I'm mean, really... It is a boot camp of sorts and that in those two weeks or whatever, God can really break down a lot of barriers that you had that when you're in your home context and you're comfortable, he can do it. But it's harder because you're just not awake to it. You're not forced into the same position that you're in. And so I, I think done well, uh, short term missions is irreplaceable. I mean, like not, that's not the right word. Um, you know, what I'm trying to say like it's you can't put a price. Like it's, some, it's absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. And, and but done, done, done wrong on any end of it and with the wrong motives or the wrong attitudes or whatever, it's the most damaging thing that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, 
like where a bit a big part of it as well is you need to be you need to be linked into a local church that in the oh, area yeah. that you're going to mm-hmm. um and just do everything through them be centered in them be be rooted in them um because they're the ones on the ground they know what's going on they know the community um and things and i think you know uh just that 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 communication as well i mean i think back to we i've probably mentioned it or we've probably mentioned it before but um last year was it november december time we had a group mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we had a group come here um and that was my first time being in a community and receiving mm-hmm. a group not it's not different. being the one that goes yeah <laughs> being different. the guy uh being the ones already already there um and i really struggled for those few how how, how long were they I here remember. i can't even remember how yeah. long they were here but i really struggled over that time for a number of reasons firstly it was like i think you, we knew they were coming like a couple of days before or something i found out they were coming but i just i completely forgot that yeah. they were coming yeah um and so just uh, it was one evening they arrived late one evening i left my room i go into my house and it's just like 20 teenagers yeah. in my in like the apartment yeah. block that i'm in and i'm like who are these people yeah like, and then i'm like oh yeah it's the trip you know and the first thing they speak to me like like they don't even say hello or anything like that. the first thing they ask me is why is there no running water i was like well okay firstly hi i'm simon <laughs> secondly welcome to trinidad <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> let me go fix the running water yeah um and it was just like, it was just a really odd experience because it's like you know as as the trip went on um we had meetings with them got to know them a little bit more but it it just felt so it felt so weird like i would walk out my house and they would like try and avoid me like just like hide in the room because it was a little bit awkward because they didn't know who i was i didn't know who they were they were here working but we weren't doing anything together um it was it was for me it was just really awkward um and then a big part of it as well is they they did some really good stuff mm-hmm. they did some good mm-hmm. stuff they had a lot of people come like when they did the that theater protection yeah yeah thing a lot of people yeah. from the community came to absolutely that. a lot of people enjoyed it i mean there was one do you remember the the boy sat in front of us he was like 13 14 uh, alejandro mm-hmm. and he was oh, just yeah. absolutely loving it oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely loving yeah. it it was <laughs> the hilarious. best thing he's ever seen yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. but it was like i mean they did all that and it was like we were invited and we, we went along to support it and things like that. And then they did their own thing afterwards, but and then and then they left. And it just suddenly hit me. I was like, wait, we're the ones that have to follow this up. Like if a group comes and it's not linked in with a local church and they do their own thing, then they leave. This community still goes on. Mm-hmm. Like we still have church on Sunday. Absolutely. We still do this on there. Now, let's say an amazing thing happened where all the kids that went to that production suddenly turned up on Sunday. I was not ready for a hundred yeah. kids to suddenly turn up on Sunday, yeah. but that could have been a possibility because we had a hundred or a hundred or so people yeah, yeah. there who were at that production and then they were invited to the church and it was like, hang on a minute, I'm, I'm not ready for a hundred kids yeah. if they suddenly turn up. It, you know, it's great that you guys came, but now you're gone. It's just me and four volunteers yeah. and these a hundred kids. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's that realization of, okay, follow up is so important. And if you can do things linked in with a local church, mm-hmm. then you make sure that there is a follow up. It's the same thing if you come on a trip um, and you just go evangelizing through the cities. Now, nothing wrong with evangelizing. It's great. You know, great. Mm-hmm. Um, people are really skilled at it. And if you're skilled at it, then come, come and share that gift, you know. Um, but equally, where's the, you got to make sure there's a follow up to that if you're going through the streets yeah. and people are giving their life to christ what next what comes next because you're you're leaving like in a week's time or two days time you you won't be there you won't be on those those streets so where's that person going to go they've just given their life to christ they might not understand you know they're not suddenly going to everything going to click in their head and go oh yeah now i know what yeah. the whole bible means yeah yeah you know, they need a church to be plugged into they need guidance they need mentors they need groups disciples yeah uh, and it's like 
So it's having that realization, okay, these short-term missions, there needs to be a short-term impact, but there also needs to be a long-term gain for the community as well. Absolutely. Through it. So it's coming and it's working and it's benefiting the community for that time that you're there. But then when you're not there, that, that benefit that you gave still still goes on it still flourishes fruit is still produced uh, from the yeah. from the short time trip that you did and that can only be achieved if you're linked in with the yeah with the people on the ground and, yeah. the, and the churches yeah. that are there yeah yeah and and continuing to i would encourage churches who do short-term trips to continue to partner with that church that local mm. church you were working with on your short-term trip because even though you can't physically disciple that person because the language barrier, the, the space barrier, you know, mm-hmm. um, you can still support this church and the pastor and equip them to continue to disciple the people that you reached on your trip. Um, and a lot of times we don't see that. Like you said, you know, there's kind of like we're done. We're going to move on and continue doing the repeating the same thing. So you have a lot of converts, but you don't have any disciples, which mm. is not the goal. The goal is to make disciples. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. It's a very good point. I, I, and you you pretty much said summed up what I was trying to I've been trying to say the whole time is the follow up thing like I couldn't I, I don't know why my brain is all over the place this week but I've been trying to uh, like that yeah that's exactly what I was trying to like get at like the fo- the point of follow up or whatever and then too it takes me back to what you're saying is um that's my issue with the the hero mentality first of all it's it's just wrong but then my issue is the hero mentality is like there are a lot of p- pastors that are working hard mm-hmm. that have been working hard for twenty thirty forty fifty years. They're working hard in the community, working hard in the church, man, loving people, praying for people, you know, praying and fasting and, you know, whatever, being um, just serving, being very faithful to their people and stuff like that. And they've been doing it for years and to come in and think that you're going to change everything, do do in 10 days what he couldn't do in 50 years. Mm-hmm. It's just arrogant and damaging. But. Yeah, connect with this guy, man. He already has, you mm-hmm. know, a great relationship with the neighborhood. Use this to give him a boost. But ask questions, too. Like, mm-hmm. hey, Pastor, like, and kind of what you were saying is like, hey, how can we best serve you? Because we have this program to offer, but we want to, you know, you can have these. Again, it's just locking arms with the people who are mm-hmm. there. And it's not coming in. Because this is not the intent, most of the time, at least. But what we're doing is when we do that is we're coming in and telling the people what's best for them without mm-hmm. even talking to them. Mm-hmm. And it's that's... Again, that's a supremacist way of thinking, you know, that I'm supreme to you. I'm better than you, you know, regardless of where anybody's from, I think, because I think, again, it's something that happens between cultures. But coming in and telling them what's best for them without really feeling the pulse of the community or even asking questions of the church leadership or whatever. And, you know, really, all this can be made better. All the issues in short term missions can be made better through through communication. Mm. And like, you know, people who are doing it well, man, like keep doing it well, you know, and share with other churches, invite them to join in so they can learn from you. You know, because I think the people that do short term missions, because on, on this side of it, what you hear on like on the Bolivian side of it, what you hear is a lot of complaints about short term trips or whatever. And like, it's always like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just kind of like that attitude when people, a group is coming are <sighs> getting ready for the gringos to come. Like, that's kind of what everybody, you know, has the thing, which I'm great. That I'm grateful that they feel comfortable saying that to me. But at the same time, it opens my eyes like, okay, this should be, yeah, work, but it should be an enjoyable experience for everybody because mm-hmm. we're coming together as the body and it should do us well. You know, you think about um, fraternities and sororities and stuff uh, in the United States, at least. I don't know if you guys have those. You know what fraternity is? Uh, I've seen some films. Yeah, yeah. Mentioned, so. so yeah, that. Yeah. So when you're in fraternity, you're in the fraternity. And so let's say you're in a fraternity in Kentucky, but you're going to move to California, but you don't know anyone in California. Well, you can you find the people of your local 
of a night local of your fraternity in California. And even though they don't know you, they welcome you. It's like in Bible times when Paul is traveling around and stuff. They know he's the brother and they welcome him and they set you up and take, help take care of you and show you around and whatever. And they, they're just locking arms with you. You know, they're, brother, they're brothers in that fraternity brothers, but not. But how much more as brothers in Christ should we be able to lock arms and welcome and reach one another in the same way, you know, and um, to accomplish things here. And, you know, God willing, one day, if you're from, you know, out of Houston, Texas, you come here in Trinidad, Bolivia, and we're going to reach people for the glory of God here in Trinidad. And God willing, one day we can go to Houston and we can reach people there for the glory of God because we're a team. We're a team. We're on the same level. We're on the, again, you're not uh, underneath or you're not above or, or underneath or whatever. However, the Bible does say to, um, to, be, uh, shoot, I can't remember what the verse <laughs> But basically, treat other people as if they were better than you. Consider, consider consider them better than you, and you should look from that point of a, a point of service. This is really what it's getting at: is service, right, and serving and stuff. And I think if we just with that with that heart and with that in mind, and just being open minded, right, and just taking all of our our prejudices and stuff, um, and kind of putting them to the side, we can really, really, uh, we can really grow as individuals in short term missions. But also, we can really make big impacts. Mm-hmm. You really can make a big impact. But it's it, it's if you're open and willing to learn and grow and, and be and willing to partner with the people that are on the ground, like you're saying, and so that they can do follow-up. Because the goal is not a cool and sexy ministry. Oh, this many people raise their hands and whatever. The goal is, is eternal for, you know, eternal growth. And so mm-hmm. to grow in the kingdom of God. And so even if it doesn't look cool when you're here, if it contributes to the kingdom of God, then that's what we should be happy about doing on, on both sides of it, you know. Yeah. And I would add, uh, just, to, just to be humble, like, um, I think you, you mentioned a little bit about it, about how sometimes we, we, we un- unintentionally consider ourselves a little bit more supreme, but like people don't want your Jesus if they don't even like you. Like, yeah. If you come off as just a jerk, like, oh, this toilet paper looks recycled. Yes, some people use recycled paper as toilet paper. <laughs> if you figure it out. <laughs> and you know what I mean? it's not going to be soft on your tush. <laughs> and you might have an allergy to reaction to it, you know. Um, yes, I would encourage you to speak up, but don't turn your nose down at the way people live. Um, you don't like what's being served on your plate. Eat what you do like, and and don't turn your nose up at it because people are going. Wa- people are watching you, mm. and if they at any moment feel that you're disgusted at being in their presence or in their culture or in in the room. Um, they're going to write you off right away. And so any good thing you do have to share about Christ isn't going to be received. Yeah. No, yeah, not at all. And But you said, like, humble yourself. It goes the other way, too, because I think as long-term missionaries, we need to humble ourselves when these, ki- when these kids or when these groups come because a lot of times within the missionary community, and we've talked about this off-air as well, is there a supremacy issue? I've been here for 11 years mm-hmm. or what, whatever, and you've been here for one year. Well, we talked about it a little bit earlier. And so I want you to, you need to understand your place is because I've paid my dues and you need to pay your dues. That's not, that's not, that's not loving. That's not discipling. That's not a mentor relationship. Mentor relationship is, hey, I use my pieces to build a bridge so, so that you don't have to cross this river swimming, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what it is and so, to promote you better. And I think for short term missions, it's the same thing. It's like definitely not trying. It's not about showing these kids or these people or whatever, adults or whatever, this group that your place is short term. You're not here long term. Like, that's not our place. Our, our place is to serve them and love them, man. And really, again, partnering with them and locking arms with them. It goes on every direction. I think short term uh, missions can be made more effective 
if we all can kind of come together and have more of these conversations about it, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't know, just again, remember what the goal is. The goal is that God be glorified and that people know him, you know. Right. Mm. Good. Anybody got anything exciting coming up this week? <laughs> no. It's a know. negative. I got a lot of stuff to do. I'm glad you guys well, I mean, we have a lot of stuff to do. Maybe. Maybe we should be excited about it. <laughs> oh, oh, you're not excited about it. Sorry, just me. I was in here busting it this morning. After there was a fumigation. Did you hear that this morning? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. They're fumigating the city. Stuck outside the. It's, yeah. Stuck in the ditch. Yeah, it's, yeah. We just talked about this last week, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a mass sanitation thing, and it talks it aloud. It was, Looks like he's gonna poison us if he doesn't turn yeah. off whatever it is. Well, he can't. And I knew exactly what happened in my sleep. I knew what happened. And um, he, you hear, and then you hear, woo, 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 all white, and he like he he just got stuck in the hole. Yeah, yeah. His front, uh, his front bumper fell off as well. Oh, did it really? Yeah, yeah. Because I got out to like, go see what it was. Yeah, and I went bro. Yeah, in the front of his car, obviously, he obviously like didn't. He doesn't know the road, so he goes in, goes straight down the ditch. Obviously, hit <laughs> hit the ditch bumper first, yeah, yeah. and that breaks his bumper. And it oh gosh. <laughs> oh man! I, I hope I hope that instead of in the future avoiding our road, that they would report it. Say, hey guys, this road needs to be fixed. Yeah, but, but most likely we're just not going to get the fumigation. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> going to happen. Which, down yeah, road. yeah, they never coming back down. Cause yeah, like I, and I heard them shut it off, and I'm guessing they got out and pushed or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't getting up to look. I just was listening and hoping that it would get over quick so I go back mm-hmm. to sleep. But it didn't happen. So yeah. So anyways, I don't remember why I was talking about that, but fun times. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We appreciate um, your ears, and I don't. I, I can't get, collect my thoughts today, man. <laughs> Somebody else ears. can finish this. <laughs> I don't know. Like I can't. I can't express myself today. Well, maybe that's we what, should put it out to anybody that's listening. If y'all want to have a, do a short transmissions trip, I know it's not possible soon, but eventually, mm. like we're open to communication and questions, start planning and stuff. Yeah, but uh, receiving you. But even if you want to go somewhere else, like if you wanted to just ask some questions and hey, what do you think yeah. about this? Like we can have that conversation. We could do a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, or we can just ask, answer the questions via email. Whatever's okay. more convenient <laughs> to you. So yeah, good job on the podcast today, guys. I didn't do good today. I just can't. I can't express myself, man. I don't know what's going on. I think I got too much in my mind. You did well. No. When you listen back, you're going to be like, oh, that sounded bad. Like, it sounds like I hate short-term missions, and that's not, I, I love short-term missions. That's why I'm here. Well, it's a, it's a different, it's a perspective. Like, yeah. we need everyone's I just, but perspective. I, I just couldn't express myself in the way that I want to, and I don't know why. Anyways, it doesn't matter. You guys know my heart. That's the excuse we always use for sinning. <laughs> for sinning. When people sin, that's the excuse they always use. Oh, God knows my heart. Like, what you mean your heart? You were drunk laying in the street. Your heart was to get drunk. What does that mean? Yeah, so. Anyways, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Uh, have a great week, and we'll, you'll hear from us next week. Provecho. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> so Provecho. Provecho.